Hello, I'm Jordan, and I'm your podcast host. And unfortunately, we are not going to be able to be joined by Insha, but today we are joined with a special guest named Sabine. Why don't you introduce yourself a bit? Hey guys, I'm Sabine, and I'm a rising senior, and I'm super excited to be on here. Awesome, we are super excited to have you. (laughs) Um, Today we're going to be discussing a lot about balancing things like school, work, family, extracurriculars, etc. Everything like that. And then we will go over how to say no to certain opportunities because I know especially I can struggle with that. And I just say yes, 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 please give me everything. (laughs) And then lastly, we'll be going over how to avoid burnout, especially as students. So we're super excited to have you, or (laughs) we're super excited to have this episode to talk about these essential things. And this is Forever Blooming. So first things first, again, we're going to start off with how to balance things in your life. And I want to open this question to Sabine here. Um, would you say that you have high standards for yourself or is there a lot of pressure outside of that? that can cause you to achieve more than you I wouldn't say more than you should but just achieve more (laughs) definitely I feel like I do put a lot of pressure on myself just because sometimes a lot of people like say like oh like do your parents put pressure on you or your friends and sometimes I feel like my biggest pressure is myself and I feel like that's something I definitely need to be mindful of because I mean sometimes it it does happen where like you're the one that's burning yourself out and you're the one who's pushing yourself Mm -hmm. and while that can be like a really good thing it could also kind of like drag you down in some ways where like you need someone else to point out like okay maybe you need to like calm down maybe you need to like step back and it's hard I think the worst um motivator sometimes is yourself just because you don't know sometimes your limits and other people do and so I feel like it is definitely um, difficult. It kind of works both ways, but um, I would say I definitely put more pressure on myself than maybe my friends or maybe my family. Right. I totally get that because I know that in some people's cases where there's just like really, really strict parents and it can cause you to feel just like really sad sometimes when you're not achieving more. Um, but I know that me personally, I definitely relate to the like, putting your pressure on yourself. I know my mom is like, yeah, you can be the best you can be, but if you get a B, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But when I get a B, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <Yeah>. wait a minute. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> follow-up question to that um do you think that being able to put that sort of pressure on yourself is a more positive thing or a more negative thing at the end of the day at the end of the day i do see it more in a positive way i feel like if um i feel like it's better for you to motivate yourself than maybe others Mm -hmm. and i feel like when you start getting it from others it's like that comparison game like what is so-and-so doing or oh i want to be like so-and-so and And i feel like linkedin has totally done that for me where i get like so amazed by like all of these people's accomplishments and what they're doing and i'm like like i'm just like sitting at home (laughs) i mean like i'm not doing anything spectacular um i feel like a positive drive can definitely come from watching successful people and it's good to have like role models and stuff but I feel like you can't compare and I feel like it is honestly a first instinct for many of us Mm -hmm. like how can you not compare like you're in the same grade and you're in the same demographic and you have same interests but like one person's like all the way up there having like internships at like the top companies and you're just like oh I'm like interning at like the local place like I don't think sometimes like sometimes we undermine our own success and I feel like we should not do that Mm -hmm. um and so that's why I feel like it's more on the negative side I definitely get that um I know for a fact that um America especially I can't speak for any other countries but we're all about like um get the grind in and get that sort of um Mm -hmm. just be the best you can be but be like better than everybody else and I think that by adopting that mindset you kind of again put in that sort of um competitive nature and instill it into you and make yourself feel bad like you said undermining your successes when you see other people succeeding more when I always wondered why we focus more on like um achieving more than somebody else 
when we could just be like, we're in this together, like high school musical, you know? <laughs> Definitely. I feel like it's it's a small community of people that really uplift each other, but a lot of people like to compare and maybe keep, like if they find an opportunity that they're not even going to use, like what's the harm in sharing it with someone who actually could benefit from it, you know? And I feel like, especially because I know that I'm not the only one feeling this way, I feel like and mm-hmm. other people are like this the same way that I think it's important to like put yourself out there as someone who's there to help and put yourself in that kind of position because in the end that's what's going to make like a positive change in the world not like everyone just being on their own absolutely I get that um I know that again you did mention that um everybody feels this way so I really want to ask this question for you um, especially as a high school student and an AP student and just a highly involved student as you are like a volunteer in your school and everything and outside volunteering in the I forgot what it was called what um did you volunteer at um you said this name of this organization that you really liked what was it called it was United Way. Was that- yes. So, yeah, that's definitely it. Um, especially considering all that you do, do you think there's pressure to do more than the average student? Yeah, I feel like for sure. I mean, when you're an AP student or you're doing all these extracurriculars, like there's a reason you're there. You're not sitting in an AP class because you're like dumb. Obviously, you've worked hard. Mm-hmm. You have that grit. Um, you're, you're like there to work for it. And... Obviously, there's a bigger commitment on an on-level class, like like a gym class. You can't even compare to an AP calculus class. Like those, you're gonna be working like right. multiple hours a night. You have you're gonna need to ask questions. You're gonna like cry over like failing test scores. Like hurt. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like a pretty like brutal. And I feel like school definitely is something that overworks people. Um, And I feel like that's why there's like this pressure that like you always need to be good and you're always on top. And I feel like, I mean, high school is what sets Mm -hmm. you up for college. Like if you don't do good in high school, then it's like, what about my future? And I feel like there is a lot of pressure, especially of those students who are in AP classes trying to get that college credit or trying to get ready for college. Like obviously they are taking that into account. Like this is just like one step of the way. And so... I feel like that's definitely why there is more of a pressure on those type of students. I agree. As an AP student myself, I resonated a lot with um, the college aspect that you mentioned, just trying to build your college resume and trying to get out all these curricula- or extracurriculars in to achieve the next step, basically. Um, by the way, shout out to everybody who doesn't want to go to college. You're great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... Um, I do want to say that even though AP classes are supposedly trying to prepare us for college, I feel like a lot of college classes are easier than AP classes. I don't know if that's just a me thing, but with like dual enrollment and everything, um, as an AP student and dual enrollment student, I can definitely take college classes and I'm like, man, all these type of college class or college classes that I've taken are so easy compared to like the stacks and stacks and papers that they mm-hmm. give me in AP classes. <laughs> how, how do you feel about that particular? I mean, a college board's a different story. Me and test scores, I, like me and tests in general just have like a little <laughs> bit of like beef. We do not get along, but um, I, t- I definitely, I've heard a lot of people say that like, oh, the class was harder than the AP test or my teacher just made things like way more and like the AP test felt easy or mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of things from my dual enrollment friends as well. Like they said that they've preferred dual enrollment so much more over AP just because they liked the idea of how the right. class was boiled down just to one test. There wasn't that pressure that like it wasn't one test that was going to mm-hmm. decide if you got the credit, like all your work was taken into account. And I feel like that's my problem with AP is it's so unfair that like if I got like a 98% in the class, but then I got like a three on the exam, like I feel like it's like my 98 should count for something. It shouldn't mm-hmm. just be like only the test. Like what if like, on the test someone's having like a bad day or they didn't, they're just not a good test taker. Like I feel like there are just so many other factors, but like over the course of a year, I feel like that can prove a lot more than like four hours. I definitely agree. I, man, I don't even have anything follow-up to say because I just agree so much because um, I do want to say that um, this class, especially my AP Lang exam that I just took um, last year, 
I can say that I, I did achieve a 105% or whatever. No, I'm not even gonna, <laughs> I don't want to brag because, no, but um, I'm, I got to stay humble. But <laughs> I feel like even though I did achieve like a really good grade in that class, I still fear mm-hmm. about my AP exam. And I think that I might get a lower score than my actual class and it feels like that sort of um, pressure that's been building up and when you receive your score and it's not the score that you want it can make Mm -hmm. you feel like devastated and you can absolutely like throw that high grade in the trash Mm -hmm. and that sucks (laughs) sucks majorly um, I do want to say that um, I forgot to mention this in the beginning of the episode, but um, all of our research in this episode is uh, United States only, so I do want to share this little tidbit. 45% of teens are stressed and overworked by school, and the smallest things can trigger a meltdown because of the level of perfectionism they have grown to have. And I definitely want to say that I am such a perfectionist and I can definitely like attribute that to taking the AP classes and the college classes and just the way that I was raised in general. Do you think that, um, well, are you a perfectionist? And if you are, do you think that AP classes have attributed to that? Yeah, definitely. I think I spend time on things that don't nearly need as much as um, like the time that I'm putting in. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm also like I run uh, I'm part of a Gen Z consulting company called Race Consulting and I run their social media. Mm-hmm. So a post should not take that long, like maybe 30 minutes tops. But I have found myself like maybe for an hour just like, well, what about this in the corner or like what graphic would look good? <laughs> and so like I don't need to be obsessing over it. But of course, I just want it to be perfect because, you know, like I feel like because I like to do it as well. It's just like something that I'm like, okay, like I can spend more time on this anyways. But um, definitely, I feel like even with my AP test, like anything short of perfection, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to change? Like I instantly go into like this panic mode. Like, what did I do? Like, this is not what I was expecting. So I totally agree with that statistic. And um, I feel like a lot of kids, especially in those classes, they're very high achieving. And so when they don't get what they were expecting, it Absolutely. does hurt a lot. And I definitely think another thing to that or another factor to that is that um, schools pressure you a lot more than they should. Um, I know that, again, as a perfectionist, you're going to critique every single little thing, but especially schools being like, oh, yeah, take AP classes. Oh, yeah, put um, all this pressure on this AP exam and get it right and if you fail then you're a troubled kid and I hate that stereotype that if you're if you don't put in enough work even if you've been like studying for five hours and you get a low score that you're automatically this troubled kid and nobody wants to be the troubled kid so it's like why mm-hmm. <laughs> why first of all why do you put that pressure on us and second of all why isn't there more of a growth mindset in schools? Um, like, can we celebrate the progress mm-hmm, and not definitely. focus on the outcome? <laughs> um, I know that you did mention that you did were really passionate about um, your consulting page or the organization that you work yes. for. I think it's called Raise Consulting. Yes. Um, another question that I have regarding things you enjoy. How do you find enjoyment when balancing your work and your personal life Um, with your personal life? I think it's about like taking time to yourself. And I feel like that's the hardest part about like working remotely is that it's hard to like distance yourself. Like this is me time. This is work time. And so I feel like especially just because I can pick up my computer and start working, like there's always something to do. Like I could always be doing something, but, and a lot of times like, I do just like waste a lot of time. Um, I just get distracted very easily. I'm like, oh, let me just text like so-and-so or like what's going on in this Discord channel or something, you know? (laughs) So I feel like something that should just take me an hour. I'm sitting there for like two hours. Um, So I try to like, like not like, I like put, I like put my phone away or like try to put my laptop away or something. Um, sometimes my mom's like, yep, that's enough. You need to come downstairs. And I'm like, okay. And in the moment I definitely get mad at her, but, um, (laughs) it's, 
it's like important for someone to be there to pull you out. And I know my mom has to do that a lot just because it's hard to like put that boundary there. Absolutely. Um, but like, you know, there's always like things like, it's like the small things that matter. Like just watch TV or, you know, um, go outside, play basketball, take a walk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or listen to music. Um, so I feel like those things definitely help like draw like that border, which I have to say, I'm still like learning how to do. Like it is very hard for me and like I feel like even my mom sometimes it's like okay like you need to take a break now or um I feel like I'm either like completely on one side or like Mm -hmm. I don't do anything so I feel like I'm just like learning how to like find that balance and find that middle ground I totally get you and I I know that myself especially I'm definitely working through that um but I think even though we haven't got Mm -hmm. it all figured out that it's still important that we're trying um in the end um, I know that today, actually, I spent, like, pff, I can't even tell you how long I spent working, like, um, probably six to seven hours just straight, just working, 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 and because yesterday I felt like doing nothing and <laughs> just watching TV on my phone or doing, drawing, doing other things, um, but I think that especially trying to um, balance out your time instead of just completely being on one side and completely doing work, like you mentioned, is definitely mm-hmm. essential. Uh, and it's definitely a thing that I'm working through and that we're working through. So, yay us! <laughs> um, I guess I can ask you, what sort of things keep you motivated? I think a big thing, I feel like my family, my friends, my teachers, and I think having personal goals is also super important. Um, I never used to be like a goal setter. Like I thought that was like kind of dumb. I was like, who's actually really gonna like do this? But like once I started like actually putting goals for myself in like even a to-do list, like just like that satisfaction, like, oh, I finally did this. Or, oh, like I want to have this done by the end of August, especially with college applications and stuff coming up. I'm trying to prioritize like, oh, I kind of want to start my coming up (laughs) then. Or like I need to register like the SAT like this month and I feel like it's like this again like those small things that like make a difference it makes me feel like I've actually done something and I think the biggest thing um is that I love everything I do like it's I don't do anything that I don't like and if I start not liking it I try to distance myself from it I quit it Mm -hmm. or I take a break just because it's not worth my time and I mean I do have like a lot on my plate. So if I start not liking something, like first of all, I'm sure I'll replace it with something else. And second, um, I could just dedicate more time to something I actually (laughs) like doing. And so I feel like it's really important to like value what you like and what you have time for because you want to spend your time and talent doing something you love and not just something for your resume or your college applications. Because in my opinion, I think it's super obvious when someone does something that they're actually passionate about or when someone's just doing it for, like, the resume. And I think it's just, mm-hmm. I feel like when you spend your time doing things that make you happy, that it makes it feel, like, less dreadful in the end. Like, of course, there are days where I don't want to go volunteer or I don't want to make a post right. or attend this meeting. But, like, in the end, like, you learn that, like, obviously you're not going to love your job all the time but sometimes you just have to push through to get it done just because you don't want to like everyone has a bad day once in a while you know and so I feel like that's why like it's my honestly one of the biggest things Mm -hmm. that like I preach is you have to like love what you do because you want to do things that you're passionate about and people can see through that for sure absolutely um I think that I really, again, I just agree with what you said, and I also want to say that there are a lot of people out there that are, again, just splurging all their time, not doing the things that they like, and feeling, like, really sad, and I can admit that I was that person Mm -hmm. once upon a time, and it sucked, (laughs) I even... I do want to say, even if you don't know what you want to do as far as, like, your career, that's completely okay. You can definitely try things out, but establishing that boundary of um, yeah if you don't like it then don't do it <laughs> is like essential and I really love that you're spreading that message yeah, and I that you're like, actively living that out no I was just gonna say I feel like people like are always like where do I start or like what I do and I feel like one of the things I've learned in the past like few months is there are so many student organizations out there or so many student-led initiatives that you can mm-hmm. become a part of like it ranges from things that like 
like care for like care for animals is one that I know that's on Instagram. But then there's one um, mm-hmm. like for astrology. Like there are just so many things that like even if it's just like a little bit of an interest, like I'm t- like I feel like student orgs are the way to go. And I feel like it's hard like building something from the ground right. up. And I feel like that is a much more valuable experience than like just interning at like something that's already been built and you're just like another person. But if you can like make a way for yourself and for other people, like I feel like you'll just value that experience like so much more. And I mean, even with you, I mean, you started this podcast and I mean, like you paved the way for it. So I feel like that is like a whole different (laughs) opportunity and a whole different experience that like not many people have, but like I definitely would encourage people starting their own initiatives because you just become so much more invested into it. Absolutely. And I I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I totally agree. Um, I really love that there's definitely people out there that are starting their own things and doing the things that they actively love and putting the time for and effort and allowing people to join their space and um, join their team to just have a good time and I definitely think that is definitely like 100% better than any like corporate world that's out there um I do want to say that uh it's not your job to start a student initiative because I know that there's a lot of people out there that are just like oh yeah I'll just start one because I don't know it'll look good on my college resume do not start it for your college (laughs) resume I feel like I have seen so many organizations over the summer that just like have gotten like dead silent and i'm like probably because they've already gone accepted really yes like i i've noticed <laughs> and i'm like obviously like new ones always start up so again it's like a rotating cycle but i'm like please do not start a student organization if it's just for your college application because i feel like that is terrible like i don't know like i feel like you really just need to find something for you and if you can't like start an organization like you don't think you can do it like that is perfectly okay there is still mm-hmm. like hundreds of things you can choose from to do and again don't feel pressurized to start your own student organization like that's like if that's not for you that's not for you and that's totally okay i feel like um there's certain people that can handle the job and there's certain people who can't I'm not saying that as a way to like look down on other people but I think that um, especially for me as a person with anxiety and depression and things like that it can definitely like influence your out or the way that you think and everything that you do and I know that starting Forever Blooming was a huge risk and a huge leap for me but I knew that it was my passion like mental health and things like that so I started it but I know that there are some people who have like um mental health conditions that will limit you a lot and will make you like fear and make you feel awful so please do not pressure yourself or push yourself to put yourself in that um sort of position and yeah yeah i definitely think student organizations are uh, a great thing and join one if you can start one if you want to only if you're passionate yeah (laughs) but don't pressure yourself to do it yeah no i'd rather you say no i can't do this right now than just start it because Mm -hmm. you feel pressure to like it's again it's like not for everyone and there's so many other avenues that you can go down and i think it's really important for people to recognize that absolutely um to wrap this little segment up um especially with that great talk about student organizations Mm -hmm. um i guess especially as a person who has to deal with work at Publix and school and having this organization um i guess should i ask you how do you cope with balancing everything i feel like starting with a schedule is important and I'm, I don't have one set in stone. Like, I'm not like eight to nine, I'm doing this, nine to 10, I do this. But like, I do have like a, somewhat of a routine to my day. And I feel like to do lists are very helpful just because when you focus on one thing at a time, first of all, I think that's way more, it's easier for you to get distracted, like less distracted. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like you, I personally get very much satisfied when I get to cross something off and be like, yeah, I did this. And at the end of the day, when you see like everything you get done, it's, it's, um, it's makes you feel good. And you're like, okay, maybe this works. And so it's also important, obviously to have breaks as well. Um, obviously breaks are very important. And so Mm -hmm. you can factor those into your day as well. Like 
I mean, I put things on my list that like are fun. Like I'll be like, go outside. Like, I don't like that's not important. It's not like a need to do, but it's just important to have that on your list or I'll be like, oh, I need to call so and so. Okay, like it might not be important, but it needs to be done. Right. I think that um, especially as a person who loves to do lists myself, um, I think that it's definitely a handy way of just organizing your life. Again, you don't have to like complete everything on the to-do list. You don't have to pressure yourself to put a million things on the to-do list. Mm-hmm. You can put random things, like you said, just go outside and feel this fresh air. <laughs> um, and it can definitely make you feel like you're organized and it make you feel satisfied with just, again, like marking things off. Um, I do want to say it's... Uh, I want to say that it is a problem when you get obsessed with completing to-do lists personally um, because I struggled with that a lot. I used to put like a million million mm-hmm. things on there and I'm like okay if I don't finish all of these things then you should feel awful and you're not good enough and you're doing everything wrong. <clears throat> Please let go of that pressure if you are a person like me um, because to-do lists are just there to keep things organized. It's not like a thing you have to stick to 100%. Or it's just there to help you. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely I say, like, just put what you can, like, handle in a day and don't, mm-hmm. like, don't, like, overdo it. Like, just do what you can. And a to-do list is for you. Like, you aren't showing that off. Like, that. that's for you. And so, right. um... I definitely feel like, like do it for you again. You don't have to impress anyone with a to-do list. <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I guess we should go on and talk about learning how to say no because i know that this section is absolutely calling me out i say yes to too many things and i would love to hear your take on it um what past struggles have you had with saying no yeah so this never used to be as big of a problem until like a few months ago i definitely have like a way larger network than i did like a year ago um so now people like refer me to opportunities like personally and I'm like Ooh. like how do I like say no like of course like I some of these things are such good causes such good organizations but like mm-hmm. I don't have the time for it and so like if it's like a two-week commitment sure but some of these commitments are requiring like five to six hours a week and I'm like yeah I need like mm-hmm. more hours in the day if I want to do this <laughs> um, so I hate saying no. Like I, I almost feel like, guilty because, like, they're such good people. They're such good causes, and like people like personally recommended me. So like they obviously like knew I would like it too. And I'm like, I definitely do like it. Um, and like I, I love being that go-to person. Like I do love being someone that people can count on and be dependable and be that reliable person. And, like really help them turn things around. But like the harsh reality is, is that you cannot be the go-to person for everyone. And mm-hmm. I do hate that I can't. Like, I wish I could just like clone myself and like give one of me to every opportunity. But unfortunately, you do have to pick and choose. And it is definitely something that I, I have learned to say no. But um, I'm working on not feeling guilty afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously, there's a little bit of guilt. Like, I, sometimes I totally want to do it. But like, I like I really can't like there's like I would like adding another thing is not what I need right now and so I just need to you know do what I have but um it definitely gets hard sometimes I definitely 100% agree with that um I feel like so guilty saying no to all these organizations who are reaching out to me and be like, hey, can you just like do this thing with us and we'd love to have you there. And I'll be like, oh my god, yes, everything in me is screaming mm-hmm. yes. But then I see every other thing that I have on my <laughs> list to do and I'm like, yeah, if I do this, I'm going to have to like not sleep at all. So (laughs) I definitely think um, it's a valuable thing that you're learning to not feel guilty about it and me as well. And I think that it's definitely a real struggle that people can go with because you really want to, again, just uh, contribute to these causes and be a reliable person. But sometimes you have to just prioritize your own mental health and your own time and your sleep and your health just to 
be able to function, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes absolutely. I'd just like to say that, yeah, I just want to say that um, it's not your job to help other people out as much as I hate to say it because, mm-hmm. like, one of my sort of purposes in life is just to, like, help others and make sure people are okay. And when I can, it's just like, ah! <laughs> but it isn't your job. And your first thing, your first priority should be you. And just making sure you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I um, guess I do want to say that there is a sor- certain uh, aspect that um, plays a role like self-esteem and self-respect when you're talking about the reluctance of saying no. How do self-esteem and self-respect play a role in this like reluctance of saying no if any it's all about that mindset um obviously that guilty feeling that is my self-esteem i do feel bad um but one thing i think about is Mm -hmm. there are way other people like way more people that are looking for these opportunities and um you're not like the only person um that they can reach out to and you can always recommend Mm -hmm. someone else and so Again, it's you shouldn't feel guilty about only taking opportunities that you are passionate about, um, and obviously, like not doing it for the resume. So I feel like that's just more like that's like your own self-respect. Like you need to respect that. Hey, if you don't like it, that's not your fault, and it's completely okay. Like not everything is for everyone, um, and it's and it's. Absolutely. I feel like it's very important to establish like. Health, like healthy boundaries and give people a clear idea of what you can actually handle. Like what I'm doing now is so much more than what I'll be able to do in the fall. In the fall, I'm going to be 10 times busier. I'll have school, I'll have AP classes. Mm-hmm. And so like, you don't want to say yes to everything, but then say no to everything. And I feel like that's why that balance is important because you can give like a false misconception that you can do everything, that you have nothing else going on, mm-hmm. but you need to tell people that your time is valuable and um, you need to learn how to respect mm-hmm. your own time and take, saying no is really important to take care of yourself. Um, but the more you practice to say no, the more natural and comfortable it'll be. Um, you don't want to say yes also to please others. Like obviously it's something different if you really like the project, but you don't want to be like a people pleaser because even though like you may think you're being super selfish or you're kind of like, wow, that's kind of like really like self-conceited or something. Like you you need to do what's best for you. You don't want to mm-hmm. like risk that burnout or, you know, not prioritize yourself. And that's necessary, um, definitely, especially in your mental health. Um, and I feel like, I think it's a new concept to a lot of people just because I feel like more people are experiencing it. But I do you think saying no is a very underrated quality and you don't want to be a no person but you don't want to be a yes person right i want to say that when you mentioned the word people pleasing my heart was just <laughs> kind of like <"Bub-> <laughs> because <laughs> i am totally a people pleaser and i hate to admit it it is definitely something that i'm working through but I feel like when you sort of turn to that people-pleasing concept, you're sort of disrespecting and disregarding yourself in every instance. Um, I think a lot of the time that I try to push aside my negative feelings or my own time, my health, just to like make sure they're okay, and that's definitely 100% not healthy. And if it is... Um, if you have to say no to make sure that you're okay every once in a while, that's definitely okay. Um, people pleasing could definitely make you feel unhappy, and I feel like definitely um, that you can't really be fully happy if you're just continually pleasing others because it really is your life and you really have to take control of it. So. At the end of the day, what's most important, again, is you. And that doesn't mean disregarding others. It means just taking care of yourself and fitting yourself into opportunities when you have the time and when you're mentally mm-hmm. okay to do Definitely. those things. Yeah. I um, can, can I ask you if you had any sort of um, like pe- people-pleasing outlooks and if you're still struggling with that or things like that? I feel like there's certain people I want to please, you know? Like, I don't think in general I'm a people pleaser, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there are definitely certain people that I don't want to let down or 
I don't want to say no to. Like, it is difficult for me to say no to certain people just because I know they expect so much of me. And I feel like that's where that pressure from other people comes in. So, and I feel like that's harder than saying no to like a random person that just like has an opportunity for me. Because obviously I don't want to let them down, but, and again, most of the time they don't care. Like most of the time they're very understanding and I'm just like, I'm just like overreacting. Like in my mind, like, oh my God, they're going to hate me. Like I'm not going to get this done on time. Um, right. But most of the time they're very like chillax about it. It's all in my own mind. And I feel like I'm trying to get better at that, but I feel like that's kind of where my people pleasing comes in. It's like with certain people that I do a lot for that I really like, um, but and I know that they think of me highly, so I wouldn't want, especially with teachers too, like, I don't want to do my work to the best just because, like, I know that's what they expect of me. Like, I may not need to, and I, or like maybe, or like when I feel like guilty about like, oh, I need an extension or something like that. Like, I shouldn't, because like everyone does it. Um, but I, I think that's kind of where my people pleasing mm-hmm. comes in. I totally get that. I think that um, especially pleasing my mother is a lot, a big thing for me. Um, I know that she'll literally be okay with mm-hmm. anything I do, <laughs> but, and maybe scold me, of course, mm-hmm. if I'm doing wrong, but um, I think being able to please her, show that I'm really trying hard to figure out my way, um, can definitely help her feel okay as a parent. Um, and feel like proud of me and I'm like oh my god you're proud yeah definitely (laughs) and it's definitely like um it's definitely like a a thing that I sort of strive for and that causes me to overwork and trying to take all these opportunities just so I can tell her and be like mom Uh guess what I did today (laughs) so I feel like even if I do say no to those opportunities, then she'll be absolutely okay. And there's no reason to put that sort of pressure on you. So I definitely agree with what you're saying with the certain people. Um, I do want to say that if you are reluctant to say no to certain things, and if you do say yes to a lot of things, it can cause you to feel very overworked and very um, burnt out. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because I know that my junior year was just absolutely a constant line of burnout. So I love this topic. Um, And for people who don't know, burnout is basically used to describe a physical or emotional exhaustion. And basically stress can drain a person's energy and cause lower quality of work. So that being said, now that we have defined burnout, I was wondering, what do you think causes burnout in students or teens in general? Um, that's a really good question. And I do think it's different for every person for sure. But I think the biggest two for me is taking on too much and not prioritizing yourself first. Um, I feel like so many mm-hmm. people, again, just they have they just think so highly of their future and their expectations that are expected by society um i feel like people are just just trying to do what's best to become successful and that can be very hard um and then even when they do take on too much it's like that learning how to say no like they aren't prioritizing themselves they're saying yes they're giving up their own time to get this assignment done or this project done or volunteer hours and so i feel like i I mean, I definitely struggled with it, but I think it's important to first at least like recognize that like if you are doing a lot and you don't have time for yourself, um, I think those are like my first two indicators or like the most common indicators of burnout that I've seen, not only in myself, but even with my friends. Right. I can definitely understand just, uh, again, trying to, um, I guess, encroach on all of your time and all of your health, like... um, health needs especially sleep Mm -hmm. i feel like sleep is such a um disregarded thing among students like i know that there's students out there that just wake up at 3 a.m and then they'll be like oh Mm -hmm. yeah i'll just do all this work before school so they're working at 3 a.m and working till school and they get like three hours of sleep and i absolutely hate that (laughs) um can you or do you struggle with that? I didn't. I don't think I ever like have completely fully burned out, but 
Um, it's definitely been evident in my life. And so, mm-hmm. especially last, this like past like February, March, I felt very tired and busy and I was always working and I felt alone. And the only reason I feel like I really got out of it is because I started going back in person to school late March. And I feel like that like really got my, it really kicked my butt and I had to get up on time. I had to get dressed, get ready. I had to socialize, I had to talk to my teachers, I had to work hard, I couldn't like mm-hmm. wander off in class. Um, especially because cameras like weren't mandatory, so I could literally be sitting there right. doing like something completely different, which not all the time I was, but especially like I could be working like a totally different class. I would do that all the time. And um, I feel like I was going through some stuff with my friends. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt like like very blah like I just I didn't like feel like anything almost and like I was so busy the entire day that like at nighttime when I was supposed to be sleeping I would just like be thinking of like all my life's problems and I was like yeah this is like not okay (laughs) um so and like at first like and then like when I wake up like I felt fine but I just felt like very repetitive the same thing over and over again so I'm really lucky that school started and um Mm -hmm. I feel like it got me around people that I actually wanted to see. And I feel like, especially with technology and social media, like you're never fully away from anyone, which can definitely be a downside. And so like, I always see what's happening or what so-and-so is doing and, oh, so-and-so's hanging out with so-and-so today or something like that. Which stuff like, that stuff should not matter to me whatsoever. But of course it's something that I think Mm -hmm. about or it bothers me. And because I'm so busy during the day, it never occurred to me like I was too busy studying or getting this project done. Um, but at nighttime, when I was just laying in my bed, like of course those are things that they do need thought. Like you can't just ignore your problems. And so because I was just so worked during the daytime, like my right. brain was like, okay, let's just discuss this. And I'm like, I kind of just want to go to bed. But I feel like that's why you need like alone time because that's your time to. <laughs> you know think and think about the things that you don't think are important but like they really are i definitely just relate to that sort of like oh you're just working 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 all day and then you just in, at night in your bed just with nothing mm-hmm. to do. I'm like huh let's think about all the things that are pushed away <laughs> and i definitely think that in order to like fully function and be okay with both your like mental health and your work life and your personal life you have to build in time to just check in with yourself and Mm -hmm. be like hey how are you feeling how are you doing how's your body feeling just like seeing all the things that you may not have noticed when you're working and working and working um i know that me especially i every time that i meditate because i love to meditate i just feel all of this like Mm -hmm. pressure in my body that i've just been ignoring all day and um i hate that Um, I also want to say that oftentimes people who suffer from burnout have little time to relax or exercise or eat healthy and dedicate time to their leisure activities. And that really goes back to that sort of working, working, working and not realizing how much time you have to yourself and um, realizing that you're really not taking out the time of the day to... um, do the things that are important to you, like just relaxing and watching TV. Um, I guess I want to ask you, um, going back to that sort of nighttime mm-hmm. thinking and overthinking about every little thing that you pushed away, how do you sort of um, deal with that or how do you get that sort of time to check in with yourself, as I mentioned before? Um, so for me, I felt like very not myself during that time period. And I feel like not my mom recognized it first. My mom, my mom knows things sometimes like way before I do. It's kind of crazy, but, (laughs) um, I feel like she is the one who kind of made me really pause and figure out what changed. And she kind of realized like, she was kind of was the one who told me like, that this is not okay. You're like, not that I'm not okay, but like the right. fact that I'm not sleeping well. And it's kind of obvious when someone isn't sleeping well, like with eye bags or they look, look a little pale the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, obviously, like I was very lucky. Like, of course, not everyone has like that support system that I do with my family and my friends. And, and the friends that I was like going through stuff with, like, of course, they wouldn't know. And especially because I wasn't seeing anyone in school, like, they wouldn't know either. Um, 
So I think I was looking for my mom to kind of have recognized that and she kind of made me talk about it more and be like, yeah, you kind of need to take a break. And even when I was like studying mm -hmm. for like hours on end, like sometimes I would just like get distracted and I'm lucky to have found like a new group and a better group, but obviously there are times where I do like lurk back to the old days and reminisce and stuff like that. And I think it's good to have that kind of support system, even if it's not your family, but one good friend or an, another family member that can just kind of recognize that. I think that's something I'm very thankful for and um, I wish everyone had, but I think if you can't have that support system or you don't have anyone to go to, I think it's really important just to like put your life on pause and just think about like what's changed in the amount of time that's gone by. Like what, what was there that wasn't a few months ago? And I feel like that'll really solve your question. Um, obviously it's hard again to hit pause without a help, but I don't, you cannot be ashamed mm -hmm. to reach out to a family member or a friend because again, prioritize you. And again, most of the time it's in your head. Most of the time people right. are going to want to be there to help you. And so um, that's why, that's kind of what I went through and what I kind of suggest to cope with it. I totally get that. Um, I do want to say that it's very essential to have a support system. And if you feel like you're alone, it's going to make things a hundred thousand million times more hurt uh more worse than it actually is so i definitely think again having that support system and going to people you can talk to is really really essential and even if you don't have that support system i'm i'm really hoping that you do but if you don't mm -hmm. i'm so sorry <laughs> but um I do think a lot of times that people who are going through it or who ha are, or re are reaching a state of burnout or who are burnt out have a lot of time struggling with like their personal relationships with mm -hmm. family, friends, and peers and every other person out there. So I guess trying to separate yourself from your own sort of issues or get, I guess, and trying to think outside of um, everything that you're dealing with right now and trying to reach out to somebody about those sort of problems is definitely essential like you said um, and that really wants uh, leads me to the question what do you want to say to teens who don't have a support system or who are going through burnout and just completely suffering right now I would say that it's okay if you're experiencing it, like there's nothing wrong with you. I feel like burnout is totally natural. Everyone has to go through it at some point. And it isn't the end of the world and that you're going to get through it, even if you have to do it on your own. And I feel like that's the number one thing that you need to recognize is that there's nothing wrong with you just because maybe you're the only one going through it or you don't see anyone else going through it. Most of the time you don't know when people are going through burnout. And I think that's very important to consider right. because I don't think many people knew that I was going through that phase like last winter. And so um, I'm not like ashamed of it, but like obviously I'm not like broadcasting it. Oh, by the way, I burnt out like a few months ago. Um, but um, I think it's, it's totally natural and you don't have to be ashamed of it. And I think there are more people around you that are experiencing it more than you think. And I think that's just really what's the most important to keep in mind and don't undermine what you're going through. If if you have like an uptick around finals week, of course you're gonna be stressed out then. But if you're stressed out for like three months, mm -hmm. like that's a problem. And again, that's when you need to put on pause and really identify what you're going through. Absolutely. Um, I know that feelings of burnout can definitely feel or cause like it can cause you to feel very depressed or very anxious or very just negative about a lot of things in your life. So especially want to emphasize that if it is more than three months, and yeah, maybe you should just take a pause really quick. Um, but I do know that there are times where you can't really control what's going on in your life. You can't really control the outside stressors, but there is certain ways that you can still manage it. Um, and I guess I should ask you, what are those certain ways for you? How do you cope with burnout or reaching that sort of point where you think you are about to be burned out? So the first thing I think is 
time management, good sleep habits is a huge one. I feel like once I kind of got going to bed on time, waking up on time, especially with school, like, you know, I feel like that definitely helped. Um, obviously balanced diet, going outside, exercising, obviously like Mm -hmm. they're not the most exciting things in the world, but they do need to be done. And, um, you can always prevent it by like asking for help, which is again, really hard to do and probably a whole nother topic onto itself. But, um, I feel like that Again, like without my mom, I don't think I would have gone through it by myself. I think I, I probably would have, but like it would have taken way longer. And I feel like that's why I completely didn't mm-hmm. burn out. I just like felt it kind of. And then my mom's like, yep, this is not happening. Um, so again, I'm really lucky to have that person <laughs> that was able to be like, yeah, you need to take a break. This is not okay. You need to distance yourself. You need to not care about this. You need to focus on this instead. And I feel like she really helped me like reprioritize what was important in my life. And I feel like reprioritizing is, it's natural and it's hard to do, but it's definitely necessary. And so I'm definitely thankful to her that she helped me do that. And um, I feel like just try to find like your comfort hobby and a creative hobby um, or just something that, makes you like forget about everything else for a little bit and yeah those would be my suggestions awesome i um do want to say that especially when you feel overworked it's good to have a a change in environment and changing the way that you do act or if i know that especially with me i hate exercise (laughs) and i know that despite it like releasing endorphins and like uh stress relieving chemicals it still sucks but again, like you said, it's definitely an important thing to do. Um, just getting physical in any aspect, really. I, I know that, especially for me, I love like riding my bike or even boxing. I love those things. So try to make it fun. And um, like you said, with the creative hobby, it's just like such a freeing feeling or meditating, like I said, to help you stay calm and help with anxiety and things like that. Um, doing those things can definitely help, even if they aren't the most like exciting things in the world or make you feel like really Mm -hmm. sore with exercising (laughs) but it's definitely um essential part and i love that you spoke about reprioritizing because i feel like um especially as an ap student um focusing a lot on just schoolwork and just like focusing a lot of your time on um things that make you feel drained can Mm -hmm obviously make you feel drained like and make you feel burnt out so uh, i do love that again you have to reprioritize and change your environment and things like that so yeah um i think with that i do want to wrap up the episode i do want to have y'all have a virtual clap for sabine over here for being an amazing guest (laughs) thank you for coming thank you for having me on (laughs) of course um and just a few more things for our viewers um you can check out our website which is h or bloompod.wixsite.com slash podcast and you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook all at forever bloom pod and you can find us on tiktok at forever blooming podcast all of the research and the transcript for this episode is on the forever blooming websites in the extra section and if you want to be like sabine here you can definitely fill out our podcast guest form and you can be featured um, if you want to contact us, that is foreverbloomingpodcast at gmail.com. And there is a link tree in the description with all of these links here. Um, and just make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share with your friends if you really enjoyed this episode as much as we loved enjoy- or filming this video for you or filming this podcast for you. <laughs> um, and I really hope you guys have a great day, afternoon, or night whenever you're listening to this. And thanks for tuning in.